0: Welcome to the ScriptBits podcast for Friday, 14th October, 2022. Our bit today comes from Philippians chapter 4, verse 5. And that says, Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. And then it was Friday, the big day, somewhat cloudy though in my area, but nonetheless, still worth shouting, TGIF, thank God it's Friday. <laughs> that's because many of us are still suffering from the after effects of the Thanksgiving weekend just past. Yes, when you're running on emergency power, it's always a blessing to find time to recharge those life batteries. And that's what the weekend is really for. That's rest relaxation, and recharging for another tough work week. But we've become such pleasure-seeking animals in this last generation that we seldom get much rest and recharging because we are out there every weekend trying to catch up on all the pleasure and partying that we've missed during the week. So when Monday rolls around, as it inevitably does, We have to go back out to work in a tired frame of mind and body again. Now it's obvious that if we are tired in both body and mind, that our work is going to suffer. We're not going to put out our best effort. And the diligence and excellence that we talk about so much will be lacking. And that's not good for followers of Christ because his watchwords our diligence, and excellence. As Uncle Charles, that's Dr. Charles Stanley, likes to say, look your best, be your best, and do your best. That should be the basic motto of the Christian believer, always trying to do our best in Christ's name. And now, there's nothing that says we cannot enjoy ourselves, but too much of anything is bad for us. We ought to keep our lives in some semblance of balance. And it's not always easy to do, especially with the feasts of pleasures that are currently available in our pleasure-centered world and are constantly being thrown up in our faces. That's why Brother Paul, after telling the Philippians to rejoice, however warned them, Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. And what does all that mean? Here is an interesting excerpt from the GodTube website highlighting the Barnes Bible commentary on the subject. It says, Let your moderation be known unto all men. Means, that is, Let it be such that others may see it. This does not mean that they were to make an ostentatious display of it, but that it should be such a characteristic of their lives that it would be constantly visible to others. The word moderation, and they show two Greek words there in Greek form, I would leave them alone today. The word moderation refers to restraint on the passions General soberness of living, being free from all excesses. The word properly means that which is fit for, or suitable, and then propriety, gentleness, mildness. They were to indulge in no excess of passion, or dress, or eating, or drinking. They were to govern their appetites, restrain their temper, and to be examples of what was proper for people in view of the expectation that the Lord would soon appear. And as per the Lord is at hand, the idea is that the expectation that the Lord Jesus will come ought to be allowed to produce moderation of our passions in our manner of living, in our expectations of what this world can furnish and in our desires of earthly good. On him who feels that he is soon to die and to stand at the bar of God, on him who expects soon to see the Lord Jesus come in the clouds of heaven, it cannot fail to have this effect. However, people indulge their passions, are extravagant in their plans of life and in their expectations of earthly good for themselves and for their families because they have no realizing sense of the truth that there is before them a vast eternity. He that has a lively expectation that heaven will soon be his will form very moderate expectations of what this world can furnish. End of quote. Yes, friends, the believer can't afford to be ostentatious or overly proud and carry on with the behavior that rises out of that kind of temperament. For, remember, that actions speak louder than words. And if we are guilty of too much carousing, pride and arrogance, and such ungodly things, then the unbeliever will never come to Christ when we witness to them. They will just laugh at us, realizing that we are only talking the talk but not walk in the walk. In other words, we are just like them in our actions, where it counts ever so much more. And so, to help us handle the tough battle between our flesh and our spirit, Brother Paul therefore advised, be careful or anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep, our God, your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And we all know that comes from Philippians 4, verses 6 to 7. Yes, my brethren, that's the only way we can successfully overcome the enemy when he begins throwing all his pleasure-filled darts at us. As they say, take it all to God. And that's the gospel truth. And now, if that's really so, then let's take our troubles right now, now, to our gracious and merciful God through our Friday chant, as one sincere voice. Oh Lord, thanks for getting me safely through this past week. You know it's been rough. What with all the anxiety, the confusion, and havoc that the several viruses and our many other problems are causing. We can't seem to fix it on our own, Lord. That means we desperately need your help. Oh, Heavenly Father, with your omnipotent help and our trusting faith, we know that we can stand strong and steadfast and defeat both the viruses and the simmering unrest in our land. So, Lord, we... Sincerely ask you today to give the governments and those involved in the forefront of this serious and unexpected storm the wise guidance to handle the situation properly, with the least amount of loss to life and property as possible. And please help those of us who must go out to work amidst all the confusion to be responsible and to stay safe and avoid any more serious setbacks. And Lord, we fervently pray that you will use this situation to bring a lot of backsliders back to your fold. Please show them the error of their ways. And please introduce a whole new flock who will embrace your love and compassion by the example that we, your faithful believers, set. Yes, Lord, please use this pandemic and the threatening to boil over discontent and dissatisfaction in our land as a means of restoring faith in you so that our sinful world can wake up and smell the coffee. Yes, Lord, we need to wake up and smell it sweet and strong. And we pray this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And now, as whenever we go to God in prayer, there are things we need to do before he will do what he needs to do. So please, if we desire him to work on our behalf, then let's get busy doing the things we ought to. We know we ought to be doing now. Otherwise, our prayers are a waste of time and bread. Much love. And the postscript for today says, If our yin and yang aren't in balance, then our souls and spirits can't function in Christ-like efficiency. And that's the indisputable truth, my people. If our souls and spirits aren't in balance, if we're not well-rested and well-read upon our prayers and our Bible and stuff, then we can't function properly, can't function the way Christ wants us to function. So please, let's get ourselves together. We know what to do. So please let's do it now. Let's get out there and live for Christ. Because as we say every day, that's the best option we have. And we pray that in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.